All right, I'm back with the Black Women's Guide to Understanding the Black Man. We're on chapter five, and this is part three. They know they were not taught anything about the role of responsibility of a black man. But as usual, black men heard about the separate scoots issue and cowardly slinked out of sight and pretended that whatever else they were doing was more important. They are now using a reverse psyche on themselves as a form of denial. For example, they say they have been duped into thinking that they have special problems, but that they are just as normal as the next fella, and they are not going to go for stories and innuendo that they have unique problems and dignities only to black males. The error in their analogy is that the newspapers, TV, and jailhouses validate every day and every night that they do indeed have some kind of special problem. Every black man, father, or father-to-be in America should have stood up and supported the few black men educators who were bold enough to stake a public claim for the minds of black boys. They defended their positions well to no avail. No other well-known popular black men leaders came out in support of them. No sport heroes, no actors, no politicians, no civil rights activists. The same kind of handkerchief-head Negro man who failed to support or start separate schools for black children 30 and 40 years ago continue to avoid the issue today. And this time, they are accompanied by their chicken-hearted grown sons who also do not take part in any issue involving motions that require them to be responsible for their own children. These charges are leveled at every black man in America because they should have stood up and supported those few black men educators who were negotiating with the government for the brains of black boys. Certainly, every black male school teacher should have voiced their support and wrote letters. The sponsors of the separate school made a fatal mistake, the same mistake black men have been making for 90 years. They keep asking the white men for permission to exert their own ideas. They should have endured solicited funds from blacks in sports and entertainment and petitioned the up teen million black service organizations who claim they are working for the good of the people. If the black man believed that God was on his side, he would have courage to execute his own ideas despite the political opposition of other races. The truth of the matter is that the black man has been taught so long to go against his name nature that it makes him cringe when faced with making significant decisions because every decision he makes for himself requires him to reject the rules already ingrained in him by Europeans. The most important outcome of having black men teach black boys is that it hopefully will produce a better breed of black men more qualified to marry, protect, and direct black women. Our black girls also need special attention in the development of femininity, home economics, child rearing, and general education skills. This is not to say that black girls should be taught less. <clears throat> should be taught less important information to black boys, but it does suggest that if things are going to get back to normal, then black men must be trained to provide and rule, and black women must be taught how to be a wife and mother to rear a more authentic generation. Whites have always maintained separate schools for their male offspring. They maintain them under the guise of referring to them as boarding schools, military academies, the YMCA, or Boy Scouts, but they have always existed and all teach codes of behavior on a religion, defense, responsibility, and patriot patriotism. 
They boast of graduating some American top leaders. They boast of graduating some of America's top leaders and many successful businessmen. These units provide a male field environment without the distraction of females outside competition or interference of popular social trends. The black man must also have these kinds of institutions for his own young males. European adult males make this decision independent of the regular public school system and needless to say, did not ask or seek permission from black men. They evolve natural law, which dictates that a man has a right to raise his son in any manner he chooses, as long as it doesn't conflict with the rights of others. A man who wants his own seed to survive must teach him self-worth and the value of his life by dedicating his own life to transferring this information to his offspring. The black men who graduate from African-American colleges are ultimately not in any better condition than the ones who attend European-ran universities. They <clears throat> matriculate, seek positions, preferably somewhere near the Fortune 500 or other corporate-appropriate affiliation, then launch into giving every drop of brain power they have to a European firm for as long as they permit them to. Many of the younger graduates are determined to get a better job than their fathers. Most of their parents sent them to college to qualify for their singular accomplishment to get a good or better job. Every educational aim black men have had for the past years has been motivated by him trying to prepare himself to get a gig in one of the European-owned <clears throat> existing Operations. Even those who do go into business do not feel comfortable in their careers unless they are integrated as far as possible into the European equation of their selected vocation. Some even higher whites. Due to government cutbacks and affirmative action stipulations, many black men are finding it not as easy to snuggle in the warm armpits of the European corporate body. The black man is the original form of human life to first surface on earth. He used to be the most peaceful and most powerful ruler on the planet, but he has dropped to his lowest level ever recorded. And until he replaces the information that led him to the spot he's in today, his current endangerment will develop into his extinction. Television is partially responsible for the miseducation of black youth. Studies say that 9% of America's child's life is spent on education. 91% is spent watching television and playing sports or video games. Yearly, this breaks down to 11,000 hours per year spent on school and 18,000 hours staring at a TV set. Television programs teach values, standards, ethics, sexuality, ways to commit crimes, loopholes in the law, styles of dress, how to make excuses, how to get out of doing things, how to kill people, how to torture animals, how to smuggle drugs, how to rape a mug, integration, religion, and zillions of other immoral and illegal activities. The messages of violence and situation ethics are no longer considered subliminal. The easy availability of cable provides easy access to X-rated movies at any time of the day or night. Television is a teaching tool. Television also teaches envy, inadequacy, and jealousy. TV is not a real world, but a black child who spends hours daily admiring and longing for the rich living lifestyles portrayed on television is more apt to look at his own surroundings and feel inadequate, develop resentment for the people who live in luxury, and become obsessed with obtaining material possessions that he learns from the television to equate with success. The VCR machine is not much better. Movies are easily rented, and many child and adult is under the video spell. 
hypnotized by watching hours of motion pictures with no commercial breaks. Few children have been educated on how to watch television. First of all, every program on television is designed and specifically geared to attract customers to see commercials to sell stuff. They provide a constant review of product repeated on an average of every three to five minutes. It's easy enough. It's easy enough to claim that blacks always get the poorest, most degrading roles on TV. But black actors are not forced to take any part. So if they keep showing up in the low-grade roles, it's because they choose to, either for the money or raw exhibition purposes. Black men are back acting in movies now. Spike Lee melted the ice a few years back, and since that time, history is repeating itself. Back in the 60s, due to the civil rights movement, blacks were given new opportunities to break into Hollywood and star in movies. After a few brief years of being given the chance to act out their warped fantasies on the wide screen in stories about drugs, pimps, karate heroes, sweaty slaves, gangsters, dope addicts, and black versions of monster movies, black actors fell from grace with the theatrical world, the movies became more and more pointless, <clears throat> slid to being ignorant, and ended up being remembered as plain silly. Today, the same thing is happening in the same insidious way. Black men and women are starting to show up in unrealistic, comedic, or crime comedic or crime-laden roles. The producers of these films say they present stories featuring actual Black lifestyle currently going on. If they are currently going on in an African-American, already are familiar with the plots and climaxes. If movies are going to ever be viewed as educational tools, then they should write scripts showing that what Black life should be as opposed to right, <clears throat> as opposed to confusion it's in today. The black filmmakers have another unique chance while they have the attention of the public to produce creative pictures of new images and positive ideas. If they don't do this, it won't be long before they are obliterated from the big show again. Remember that movies like television are concocted to attract movie lovers who will spend money to go see a movie. When any particular topic or image loses its drawing power, they move on to the next prevailing attraction. They should be making films about African Americans to sell to the schools and movies featuring capitalism, tricks for the black dollar, and attention. The subjects are endless. Every movie, video, television show, or picture poster teaches something and conveys a meaning. Academic ends report that black boys respond poorly in math. Math produces analytical skills sadly missing in black men. Math has rules which must be remembered throughout the solving of a problem. This is a thinking process that black men, black men do not have. When engaged in various types of encounters, both positive and negative in nature, they do not know the rules to call on to make value judgments or arise peacefully at a solution each time they encounter the same type of problem. The basic tenets of math are addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. Theoretically, they signal addition when, they, <clears throat> when to do more or give, subtraction when to stop, pool, multiply when to join, build on, divide, separation, elimination. see where we're at. Okay, we're going to stop there um, and then pick back up.